Hello, you beautiful soul. Welcome to the Beauty and the Biohacker podcast. I'm your co-host, Rachel Varga, the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. If you would like to pick my brain as to all the wonderful ways that we can optimize your skin and rejuvenation journey, book your one-on-one with me. If you would like to work with Katie to optimize your sleep and biohacking journey, book a one-on-one with Katie. You can learn more about booking with us in the show notes of this episode or head on over to beautyandthebiohacker.com and you can find our one-on-one booking links there. Be sure to use promo code BB15 for 15% off of your one-on-one session with Katie or I. Enjoy today's episode. Welcome to another episode of Beauty and the Biohacker, where we explore the latest tools and trends in self-care, aesthetics, and peak performance to help you live your most beautiful life from the inside out. I am Katie Moore, your co-host. I am the biohacking side of Beauty and the Biohacker, and I have a ton of experience in self-experimenting with all the tools and all of the gadgets to really help you optimize your mind, body, and spirit. And my mission is to help you achieve your best life without sacrificing your health and happiness. And my name is Rachel Varga. I am the beauty side of Beauty and the Biohacker. And if you're new here, I'm a board-certified aesthetic nurse specialist with nearly 10 years of experience in the industry of aesthetic medicine, aesthetic nursing, rejuvenation. And I'm also an executive board member for the Plastic Surgical Nursing Journal, peer reviewer, and I write papers. I am... We should have like a nerd beauty and the biohacker version because like this is this is what it is. It's like where where nerds come together to just share information. And I'm also the host of the Rachel Varga podcast. I love working with you know men and women from all over the world, from retirees to tech moguls and everybody in between who is just really wanting to get on the straight and narrow with optimizing what they're doing to their skin and how they're aging and wanting to look good and feel good in the process. So I also bring the body mind spirit energy side to the conversation here by helping bring tools or just things into your awareness to help boost your beauty and radiance. And today's episode, we're going to actually take a deep dive into something that is very familiar to both Rachel and I in our own kind of separate worlds. And we're going to really bring it all together. I obviously do a lot of biohacking reviews and I look at tech products and Rachel is constantly in the world of skincare doing, you know, her own personal testing of products and- And massive lasers like I work with. Multiple- multiple lasers that are valued at well over 140k. So I'm working with some of the best technologies out there, which is which is pretty exciting. But before we get started, we got to make sure everybody subscribes to this podcast channel and YouTube and don't forget to hit that bell so that you know when we go live. <laughs> I absolutely love that you just incorporated a Tibetan sound bell. Um, yeah. So it, yeah, that that's that's amazing. So we, we're getting that energy up high. And yes, we would love, we'd also love for your feedback too. If you're a longtime listener of this channel, please just send us a note, info at beautyandthebiohacker.com and let us know what you want to hear more of because we're here for you. And, uh, and that's why we wanted to put this podcast together for you. It, this is really about helping the consumer with their, you know, purchasing and their, you know, decisions around 
what gadgets and what products to buy and really looking at kind of the ethical side of um, this wild, wild west of, you know, wellness and and wearables and, and all these sort of devices, because it can be extremely overwhelming. And someone who has been, you know, in the space now for a very long time has spent thousands of dollars, and I'm sure Rachel, same for you, on some of these products, many of which have not worked and some of which have been kind of, you know, gold gems. How do you know what you're getting into? And so we really kind of just want to shed some light on this topic for you guys. Yeah. And also what I've seen my clients just come to me either in person in the clinic or online because I do virtual consults for you wherever you are in the world. And people will often share things with me that they've tried in the past that didn't work. And I've really kind of identified a number of key areas that let's, I just love helping people save time and money, keep you on the straight and narrow, become more, you know, wise, discerning consumers. So let's get into it. Yeah. And, and let's actually unpack a little bit of this by starting on the skincare, the skincare front, because for me, I I have told you a number of times, I am always overwhelmed and bogged down by the shiny boxes and all of these ingredients that sound so great. But like when it comes to the straight and narrow, Rachel, like how do you discern what is a good product? How as a consumer, are you like looking to spend your money? Is it the most expensive product that you can really kind of trust? Is it the brand name? You know, kind of like, let's let's de- dive deep into that. Yeah, well, let's start with some trends. So a couple of years ago, CBD became massive on the market. On the stock market, you know, people made a small fortune on that. And it's kind of, you know, trickled out a little bit. Now it's getting more into the psilocybin area, which is very cool and exciting. But one of the things I noticed with CBD is that it became very trendy in skincare. And what I observed is with the companies that I work with that are what's called medical grade. So these are big companies that have the money available to perform research and development. And I love working with kind of more UK Canadian companies that tend to put a higher emphasis on the quality and cleanliness of ingredients. Because if you don't know this, uh, the list of banned ingredients in the U.S. is far less than what's banned in and allowed in Canada and the U.K. So that's one thing. I kind of pay attention to where the companies are manufacturing from. And also, what type of degree of research and development do they put into their products? Do they do clinical studies? Do they use actives that are not only proven to be effective in the literature, but then when you smash all these actives together, like vitamin A, retinol, hyaluronic acid, peptides, they have to be a stable final product. And I actually never saw CBD enter into the space of medical grade skincare. So that was a big red flag for me. I was kind of waiting for it to happen and like, okay, there's got to be one medical grade company that I've worked with because I work with about 13 over the last 10 years. Not one of them incorporated it into their routine, which I thought was very interesting. Yeah, and I I wonder the reason for that. If it's, you know, it's just so difficult to isolate certain aspects of the cannabis plant to infuse into the plant, or if maybe they did do some trials and they realized it didn't actually, you know, it wasn't effective like they had hoped. And so like, why just 
throw everything in the kitchen sink in your skincare product if it's not actually going to be efficacious. So I, I have no idea, but that, that is kind of my thought process around that sort of, uh, you I'll know. shed some light on that. I did a really great interview with Dr. Betsy Greenleaf. She's actually uh, the first ever female board-certified urogynecologist in the U.S. And a lot of docs, and we'll, we're going to talk about this as well, how a lot of providers will segue into rejuvenation and they might not have the right credentials. So we'll give you guys some clarity on that when you're looking at possible providers. But this is a woman who saw CBD, THC help a lot of her clients with you know, urological stuff. We all have, you know, the urological things happening in our body. It affects both men and women as we age. And so she actually started to look into the use of CBD and THC for pain. And she's very knowledgeable. And I have a really great interview with her, Dr. Betsy Greenleaf on the Rachel Varga podcast and YouTube channel. You can check it out. But one of the things that she shared with me was that there are a certain number of identified pathways in the skin that respond to actives like CBD. And I feel like just more research has to go into that in order to have it then create this beneficial cascade to say reduce inflammation or promote things like collagen and elastin to be formed. So I feel like the research just kind of fell flat and it was just a trend, right? You were seeing it in the big box stores, the beauty stores, you'd find CBD in just about everything, but yeah, it didn't really pan out. So that I would say that that's definitely a trendy one. And that's also one of those things where it's like, it's not a one size fits all sort of, you know, change that you're going to see to your skin. Like maybe it works for a really small pool of people, but to be able to label it as such a, you know, game-changing aspect of your skincare, I think that's where you kind of can start to come into some issues. And for me, certainly I have found that in my own experimentation with, with biohacking devices, you know, I'm not going to put any names out there, but if you do go out and check my channel, Katie Type A, I've, I've, I've definitely done some reviews in the past, uh, based on my own experience and my own data that have really shown. And and then I've talked to, you know, people who are part of my community, like, has this actually worked for you? And so I, so I have a lot of data points around some devices that have just, just don't have that kind of stickiness or that effect on everybody, even though they might be marketed as this sort of cure-all or, you know, this is going to basically help solve your woes or make you feel a different way. And when push comes to shove, it's like the pool of people that might actually benefit from this is way smaller than the actual target demographic that they're going after. So that is sort of a big kind of takeaway that I have in just doing all of these different product reviews and what I've learned over the years is if it works for one person, it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to work for everyone. And well, that's that- just this. Like when you're looking at clinical data from a research study, there's going to be a certain percentage of the cohort that had side effects or that had benefits. So absolutely, our physiology is very specific. And by the way, I am from beautiful BC in Canada. I was really hoping that the whole CBD thing in skincare, there could be something to it. But yeah, it didn't, it didn't pan out. 
Yeah. But back to what you said about the clinical trials, I think that is a huge thing for consumers, if you're listening, like to really think about before investing your money into any product or any device really do your due diligence. And I know it sounds like a lot of work. Like I don't want to sit and read PubMed for hours and figure out what's going on with these clinical trials. And guess what? You don't have to. You can A, rely on the experts, people like Rachel who talk prolifically about this. You can find your people on YouTube who do these kind of reviews. You know, I, by just happenstance, you know, I started my channel uh, two years ago, just kind of diving into like the things I did to help myself with sleep and all these sort of things. And over time, I, my journalist in me has really come out and I've kind of become more like the consumer tech for biohacking and like consumer reports. And so I am extremely diligent with my research and, you know, the ethics I put into my work. So, you know, maybe that could be helpful for you or somebody similar in that space, but really try to find an expert that you trust, that you know is actually sitting and doing this research and, you know, get their advice. Or you can also just do some skimming on the internet too. This is what it's designed for, to be able to- Or just send us access. an email, right? Info yes. at beatingthebiohacker.com. We'll definitely get that. A quick tip is some really great companies that I've worked with, they'll actually list research on their website. So say, for example, a client or, you know, someone who follows me, is like, hey, Rachel, what do you think of this? Sometimes what I'll do is I'll go to that website and if it's just kind of like bogus claims, like, you know, it's going to help brighten your skin and there's this terrible before and after photo that I can clearly tell that it's been Photoshopped and we'll talk about this because that there was one that came up uh, that, I, that I talked about with the disappearance of the line here. And it was very obvious that that was Photoshopped because actually in the background, the person's hair was in the exact same spot and everything else in the photo was the same except this one wrinkle was gone. So it was obvious that that was Photoshop, but it can be hard for you guys to tell. But a good sign is when a company will have like a R&D page or they'll list research, but you have to be careful. They could just find research on the ingredients that they have in their products or on their devices. But what matters is when you're looking at a skincare product is if those ingredients are actually stable together. So being able to find research on the final device or on the final product is actually really, really key. And if you feel like you're getting a little daunted, like I read research papers all the time. It's part of what I do to practice as an evidence-based clinician. And just if you get a little overwhelmed, just at least read the abstract. That can kind of give you a quick synopsis or summary of what that paper is about. Usually it'll talk about limitations and things like that also, which can be helpful. Yeah, that is, that's great advice. And, you know, nerd alert over here. Like I also read research papers on, you know, especially when I'm prepping for a product review, I want to know what I'm getting into. And if I don't know the answer, I often will reach out to friends who are way smarter than me in the space, you know, like physicists and like I've got a whole cohort and I'm sure you do too, Rachel, you know, and that's what peer, like that's where your peers can come in. Um, but, you know, just to keep in mind, mind with these clinical trials that you might see, 
always look and see how big is the trial of people that they looked at? Because if it's like, oh, we tested this on 10 people, it's like, okay, well, that is a really small percentage of people. Or like 10 days, right? And they come up with this like bogus 99% of the, you know, participants notice fewer fine lines and wrinkles in 28 days. I'm like, come on, the skin cell cycle is that length. You need to have more. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. So it's like, don't be deceived just because it looks really good that they have a clinical trial. Like, really get into the weeds of it. Like, how many people do they test? How long do they test? Like, was it double blind? Was it placebo controlled? Like, those are the things that are going to make a difference. And at the end of the day, and I hate to say this, Rachel, but like, if something sounds too good to be true, guess what? It probably is too good to be true. If it's gonna be a cure all and your skin is gonna look like you were when you were 20 and you're now 50, it's going to take a little bit more work than that. It's not going to happen overnight. So I think that there is so much to be said about, you know, how much you put your trust into a device to change your life. Or a celebrity. Yeah, exactly. Let's let's talk about celebrity skincare lines here and celebrity endorsements. Okay, so on my YouTube channel, what I find is the biggest videos, like I have one that's like well over 70,000 views and it's always celebrity stuff. And I think it's just because these celebs have such huge followings, they're searching for for them and then they find me, whatever. But it's really interesting. Those are the videos that seem to attract a certain like energy. And I actually don't like doing celebrity plastic surgery reviews. But one of the things I've noticed is that when celebrities launch skincare lines. I did a really cool interview with Leslie Miranda on the show. We were talking about why people buy products endorsed by celebrities and there's a psychological component. It's like, oh, if I buy this, I'll be getting a piece of them at the same time. So that's kind of the psychology around that. But I mean, if you've learned anything over past celebrity skincare launches is that you know, it's probably just like a white labeled product could be that same Neutrogena cream that you get off the shelf. Or when we look at celebrity or luxury packaging, it's just lots of plastic around a a container that's just going to create extra waste. And the biggest one recently is I saw a a recently launched celebrity line and they were offering pre-orders before even actually listing the ingredients. So people were pre-ordering without knowing if that skincare line was free of parabens, salates, sulfates, artificial dyes, fragrances, or if it was not tested on animals. They were just buying it. So, so many people out there are just like buying all this crap. <laughs> yeah. And it that that is such a true and interesting point. And I can, you know, I can almost side with the consumer on this, you know, point because it's like you walk into this like, you know, mecca of all these different skincare products. And then you see somebody on a piece of packaging that like you recognize and you're like, oh, well, I, I get it. Like you do make that connection. And so I can understand that. But at the same time, you have to think to yourself, is that person really using their product? <laughs> My guess is no. They're using something way different. <laughs> and I'm sure, Rachel, you probably know from experience if that is true. But, you know, it's really about stopping and paying attention to why am I buying this? And I think that's really the key here. It's like, really think about 
Is this purchase actually, you know, looking at the ingredients, is it meeting all the things I need? And am I buying it just because all of my friends have it and because it's been blasted all over Instagram? That's a trend, right? That's really what, what we really have to educate ourselves and, and start you know, voting with our dollars here and be like, yes. oh, it's our celebrities are not going to dictate what we're buying. Where was that? Where were the products made? Right? Where is it? Where are the components of that particular supplement from? There was a huge uh, supplement that was kind of like a candy. I'm not going to get in specifics, but it was kind of like gummy ish. And it was all over social media. People were posing with this candy in their mouth. And yes, it was this vibrant color. Some YouTuber, we're going to talk about YouTubers in a hot second here. They actually reviewed the product ingredients through a company called Labdoor, where they actually broke down the constituents of what was inside that supplement that was like touted as this hair, skin, nails, amazing thing. And they actually found that if you had two of them in a day, which was actually the recommended amount, you were exceeding your daily allowable intake for lead. And when you actually look on the website, it says manufactured in the US, but those ingredients could have been sourced from other countries that they don't care what's what's in the ingredients. So you have to be really careful with that is if it says manufactured, in or made in it could even just have like for example a shirt say you want to support a canadian or american business it was made in another country but it got shipped to canada usa and then it got buttons put on there and then they can actually technically say that so do your research with certain companies and don't just trust celebrity endorsements because they're getting endorsed to talk about it well, yeah, I mean, I think that's the the bottom line is like, if you don't know this kind of newsflash, but like every product that they sell, they get a kickback from. And so it's really just helping them out in the long run. And, uh, you know, it's questionable if that's actually helping you out. And really, you've got to like look after yourself and after your own skin and, you know, after your own health with some of these gadgets and wearables and even the gadgets like, and I hate to say this, but like some of these devices are getting endorsed by people in the health space that, you know, might love them and, and swear by them. But again, it's like, you really have to kind of f sort of figure it out for yourself and really understand like just because that person might be affiliated with this product and we can certainly talk a little bit more about this in the in the context of YouTube because this was one of the impetuses for me to start my channel to begin with there were a lot of you know YouTube reviews and videos on certain products that I was interested in buying but when you look at the fine print and you listen to them it's like but you know, make sure you get my discount code. And so it's all about this affiliate marketing, which is a real thing. And listen, I'm not going to downplay it and I'm not going to say I have not done it because I firmly believe that it can actually help grow and promote a brand and you can offer discounts in a way that can help make it more accessible to people. So I'm not saying affiliates are wrong in any way. I'm just saying that there are some people that don't hold themselves to such high ethical standards as Rachel and I, that it is just kind of like, whatever you send me, I will promote on my channel. And I have seen that happen time and time again, and it 
frustrated the heck out of me because I was like, that's not fair. Like, just because you're making money off of this doesn't make it a good product. And I started to really think about how I could cultivate a channel and a community around honesty. And even if I am gonna make one dime off of a product, you're gonna know about it. And I'm still gonna be blunt about the pros and the cons. And I tell every single partner I work with, if you're not happy with you know me pointing out the positives and negatives, I can't do business with you. And so that is my like loyalty to my audience because that is the key. Like trust is my currency. So I don't give a damn about any money I make off of kickbacks. Like if you don't have my trust, then like what's the point of making the video? Yeah. So let's talk about an experience I recently had. I, for the longest time, didn't really care about watching what other YouTubers say about this product and that product because a lot of time I watch and I was like, this is crap advice. But I just entertained this for a moment, whether this is my shadow side wanting to see like, oh, what's the garbage out there today that I can kind of like nitpick at. But anyways, I found two massive YouTubers. I'm not going to say who they are because I'm not into, you know, attracting their followers or by any means. I tend to work with a little bit more of a discerning crowd and, and that's great. That's why you're here. But I was really, really disappointed. And trust me, I wanted to love their reviews. So you have this one YouTuber, well over a million subscribers, reviewing another one who's, again, well over a million. This particular YouTuber that was talking about their AM and PM routine is actually a healthcare professional. And so they're talking about cleansing. I'm like, sweet. You can't really, like, you can't go too wrong with cleansing, but actually you really can but at least they said do a double cleanse in the evening. So that that did get the check mark. But the product that they first recommended was a drugstore garbage product to remove um, sunscreen and makeup. They were referencing an over-the-counter body oil. And I thought to myself, oh, I'm sure this probably has parabens in it. So I Googled it. I didn't want to be right. And yes, it contained parabens. And so right away, it's like, I don't want any of their information. They have nothing that will serve me if they do not understand that parabens, we need to limit these types of toxins in our personal care products. If you're if you're a man listening to this, your shaving creams, your body sprays, your deodorant are just full typically of hormone disruptors like parabens, phthalates, sulfates, artificial dyes, and fragrances. So I also then went into the description box because it's like, okay, I bet you she's talking about this product because she can again get affiliate revenue and they're all Amazon links. And one of the things that I definitely am not a fan of is promoting these third-party auction websites for various reasons and also the issue of counterfeit stuff. So the same thing goes with biohacking devices and skincare and supplements and things that you might have in and around your home you never know if it's actually that product, right? Just like the counterfeit handbags and designer this, that, and everything. It's like everything is a fake now. So here they are, massive YouTubers, well over a million followers, talking about garbage products with toxins, with years of research saying why it's so bad because they're hormone mimicking chemicals. And then they're also promoting these third-party auction websites, which I do a really... I feel like I like to educate 
my clients to make sure that they're going to approved distributors, not third-party sites. Just because it's, you know, the wild west out there. Just because the description says it's going to have this in it or do this for you, it actually means nothing. Yeah. And I, I think, you know, you raise a really good point. Even people who have huge, massive followings and maybe seem like they are really dialed into the space, these are things that come up. And these are things that it really takes an educated consumer to be aware of. And, you know, and also for us, and that's why we wanted to have this kind of talk with you guys. And we're going to definitely dive into some more details in future episodes, you know, really related to specific products and other things. So, um, but, you know, one of our roles as, you know, in this space and and as uh, con- conscious consumers ourselves is to educate people about these things and if you don't call them out then no one's gonna know and it's such a weird position to be in because you're like i don't want to you know throw this person under the bus but if i don't say something that's just as wrong do you know what my moral dilemma is is if i say something and actually call them out on it, I'm going to have their like millions of people like attacking me. And energetically, it's like, no, I got my bubble of protection. I do my, you know, multiple times of grounding and clearing. I'm just not opening myself up. So that's why um, that's really frustrating, though. And also, let's just talk about actually fake practitioners. Wait, what? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about this world. Maybe just because I haven't researched it. Yeah. But, okay, wait. Uh, expand, please. Ooh, Fake this is a- Like people that just like claim that they have like a nutrition background and they actually don't. Or they say they're board certified, blah, blah, blah. And the association- People are still getting away with that these days? <laughs> yeah, it-, it- <laughs> Like, honestly, there's providers that don't have, uh, for example, lipo privileges in the hospital to do plastic surgery, and they're doing it in their clinics, and they're calling themselves like board-certified cosmetic surgeons, and you need to be a board-certified plastic surgeon to do that. So there's kind of these um, associations that are kind of coming up, and they're providing board certifications, but it's not in plastic surgery. Right. So there is a distinction. You really have to do your research. It's like, where did, for example, your healthcare professional go to school? Where did they write their board certification? So, for example, my board certification is through the International Society of Plastic and Aesthetic Nurses, which is based out of the US. And so that's why I have that CANS after my BSCN RN. That's what that means. So I'm a board certified aesthetic nurse specialist, not just a nurse that went to school and took a weekend injectable course. I've underwent uh, additional board certifications. That's what that means. But a lot of people don't know this, right? So they'll look for like the cheapest option. And, you know, your your health is online with a lot of these devices and, and things like that. So yeah, buyer beware with uh, the fake practitioner. It's 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 actually a huge problem in the U.S. This is going to be a huge tangent, and I'm sorry, I'm totally curveballing you here, but I this is such a indulge moment for me. I apologize. One Put me time, on the spot, girlfriend. Like, okay. how about it? One time, sorry, I'm just getting a little bit more comfortable. One time, I was you know watching some terrible television show on E. I'm not going to name names. 
but they were talking about getting like plastic surgery done overseas because it was cheaper and it was like, and they found a, a way to really like, you know, get what they wanted because they couldn't get in the US. What are your thoughts on that? And like, how dangerous is that? Obviously there's there's a lot of danger involved, but like really like, what what are you getting yourself into if you decide to sign up for something like that? This is a great question. So what is what is this called? Destination plastic surgery, right? This is actually, I'm assuming, a multi-million dollar business right now. Okay, couple issues. And this is just based on some of my clinical experience where some of my clients have had plastic surgeries, for example, facelifts overseas in different countries, say, for example, in the Orient. And they end up with an oriental looking face after it because that surgeon is used to doing those types of procedures. So if you're guy listening, upper, lower eyelid surgery or brow lifts really common for guys. But you don't want to end up with an Asian blepharoplasty, right? Double eyelid crease. Like it is the, it, I recommend getting treatments done that are within your culture so that the practitioner that you're having do your work it understands the ideal ratios kind of based on your ethnicity. This is really interesting, actually. It was fascinating to see this woman who had just her her jaw was completely uh, distorted from, unfortunately, what would have been more attractive for her. And there were some implants that were causing problems. So she was coming to me. She's like, Rachel, what do you think I should do? I'm like, call up your clinic. She's like, actually, they don't speak the same language. The people that... I was trying to reach, they don't work there anymore. So that's where the follow-up and communication breakdown can unfortunately happen. I'm sure you're listening. You're like, this is super interesting stuff. I recommend that you have treatments done as locally as possible. That being said, I have a huge list of international clients that come and fly to see me. Obviously not right now, but France, Germany, Dubai, New York, um, you know, all over the U.S. and Canada that traditionally would come in and fly, fly and see me. But there are certain things that I'll recommend that they don't do without within a certain period of time of getting on a plane. But things I've, I've seen this again, and a woman had a facelift and I was just, you know, checking out her incisions and things like that. And she had stitches that were left in. And yeah, I'm not a huge fan of having surgeries in other countries for kind of a few different reasons, but I've also seen people really kind of enjoy the experience and have a great outcome, but it can be really difficult. Um, that That's something that I, I wouldn't recommend. I'd recommend go local. Yeah. And I think when things get botched, it's like, then how much money and time and effort do you have to pour into the unraveling of the damage done yeah in toronto actually i think it was february there's a really great talk i was actually presenting at this conference as well and it was a physician from amsterdam who actually specializes in adverse events from especially injectables right they're one of the highest risk things that we can do in the clinic but actually lasers have the highest risk of percentage of adverse events out of anything and he takes cases from people all over the world, right? So if you're trying to like go the cheap discount route, you 
sometimes get what you pay for, but you're tuning into the show. You're not that kind of person, I'm, <laughs> I'm assuming. But you might know somebody who exactly. might be like, hey, yeah. guess what? I'm going to do this crazy thing. And so at least you are better educated and more informed and, you know, you can help them along. So, um, so yeah, I think, you know. That being just- said, though, I mean, I'm happy to share personally. I did go out of province a number of years ago for a surgery and I found a surgeon that he did one thing. And that's really what I wanted. So he was an expert because where I live, you know, people don't really have that type of surgery. I couldn't find a surgeon that does as many as he does, right? It's like people come to see me because I do such and such treatment like multiple times a day. You don't really want to find somebody that they maybe do it like a handful of times a week or a handful of times a month. So usually referral is going to be a great way to go. Yeah, I was going to say, you know, you probably did your due diligence and research before you stepped into that office and you knew going in like, okay, this person is like the expert in this particular field. And so I can put my trust in that. Right. So, so yeah, I mean, again, it all kind of comes down to like, do your homework before you try any products or try, you know, any crazy overseas destination, like rejuvenation treatments. (laughs) can of worms um, it's a can yeah of worms out it there, really yeah. is so i think like you know kind of to just like close the loop here with just some you know takeaways and and also some like experiences that i had because i i think what we're starting to see and this is a trend i'm noticing is that companies are actually really starting to tune in to a lot of the feedback that they're starting to get Yes and no. There's a lot of companies out there that are just in it for a quick buck because people will buy those quick fixes, right? And they'll get lured into their very sophisticated marketing and targeted ads, right? On like every single level that you could think of. So just because it's offered doesn't mean it's good for you. And not everybody has well intentions either. Mm, That's true. That's true. And I certainly think that when it comes to some of the big skincare brands, that statement holds very true. For me on the biohacking side, I've been actually working with a lot of like more niche companies and small startups that are like just getting their foot off the ground. And if my review is not, you know, enlightening, um, I've actually had them reach out to me, which has been so exciting. And it really kind of just has impressed me too that like, they're listening to somebody, you know, in the space that's doing this research and they really want concrete feedback to grow. I'm somehow volunteered myself into like three different beta testing programs as a result, which is wonderful because like that's what I'm here for. I want these companies to grow. So pay attention to, you know, what you're hearing in the space, especially with some of these smaller companies. You know, I, I think that, you know, there is a lot of good intention behind some of these wellness devices you gotta use your spidey senses guys you gotta use discernment yeah Mm -hmm. and i think though even it's just not always the intention that has to be there it also has to be effectiveness and so the real you know truth of that is like when you get the product yourself and you try it and you see and so if you don't let me just put a huge caveat if you don't see some 30-day money-back guarantee, do not buy that product because they they should be offering you some type of return policy, return window to really give you a chance to experiment with it. You know, if it's a if it's a five-day or seven-day, like that's not enough time. So really, if the company believes in their product, look for some 30-day money-back guarantee. 
absolutely. Like that is my biggest takeaway is like try it. And then if you don't like it, you can return it. Yeah, for sure. And the same thing goes with the arena of skincare. So I've been working with a number of brands, like I said, about 13 right now. And that's like slowly growing. I'm pretty picky about who I end up working with. Um, But if there's a problem, say someone does have a reaction because they have a sensitivity to say one or two of the ingredients, right? Which for sure can happen. We're all wonderfully and beautifully made. We all have certain sensitivities, these companies they want to know about it they want to know the lot size or the lot number of it the expiration of it because maybe there's something wrong with the lot which doesn't typically happen but they do actually want my feedback if someone has a bit of a reaction but I gotta say it's super super infrequent I'd say with the pool of clients that I work with I might have to submit under four um, you know, letting the manufacturer know that there's been some type of reaction, usually pretty mild. So that's, that's, I'd even say maybe it's even lower, like maybe two or three a year that I've seen. And I work with a lot of clients. So when you're working with good companies like who, who Katie and I like to support, you're kind of already getting that little buffer of pre-approval and we don't take your trust lightly. We are so grateful for you taking this journey with us. And it's really our desire and our goal and our deepest, truest intention to keep you on the straight and narrow and help you cultivate a consciousness around wise discernment and consumerism. Because if you're online, by the way, I put 45 minute block on all my social media apps right now. I deleted everything off my homepage. <laughs> I just, I put Smart. it all in a folder and I, I've been reading this new book called um, make time. And I am just, I'm getting like a, a wristwatch that's like analog. I'm, I'm taking the time to really start and ma- like not manage my time. Cause I really don't think that's even a thing, but we can get into that another time. I really am just trying to be more intentional with like my research time and, and the time it, it takes to unwind and to enjoy family life, you know? So just trying to make it all kind of come together a little bit more seamlessly. Speaking of time. Yes. That's so, you know, Dave Asprey, of course. He, his like biggest thing is like, how can I, I can't get back time, right? So time is like his most valuable thing. Mm -hmm. He's got two dishwashers. Isn't that hilarious? He shared (laughs) that. I interviewed him and his beautiful wife, uh, Dr. Alana, on the Rachel Varga podcast and YouTube channel uh, a couple of months ago. And he shared that right? That, that he actually has two dishwashers. So random. Like, I get it, I but I, it's just like a <laughs> really random thing to be like, this is going to help save me time. But then who's emptying the dishwasher? Because in my household, it is me and that takes a long time. <laughs> well, no, it's like actually a perfect system because they'll like empty it as they use it. And then when they use it, they'll put it in the other one. Oh, that's so <laughs> clever. I will have to tell my fiance about that, but I don't think our building is going to approve. But that's why you guys are here, right? It's like you don't necessarily have the time or the know-how to sift through information on biohacking technology, on skin and rejuvenation products, and also the the skin rejuvenation technology, lasers, all that stuff. So that's why we're here. We we just do it all the time, just for fun and because it's our jobs. And so if we can distill some of that information and unpack it and make it more accessible to you, like 
then we're doing something right. So, and Katie and I just get to hang out. Yeah, we get to hang out and we actually like help each other because we share all the stuff that we're trying with each other. And so we're like, why don't we just talk about this on the channel? We're going to be total um, babes. <laughs> just saying i'm gonna pull a jane fonda without the multiple facelifts Mark i words. just want to be smarter honestly i just <laughs> want my iq to be off i just want to have all the memory like re- i you know the re- retention and all of that good stuff and just feel damn good like and look awesome hello and look good you know it's like it's a package <laughs> deal and you guys can do it too and uh i know we're rambling on but We really just want to take a moment and say thank you again for all of your support. This channel is growing so rapidly and it's all thanks to you and sharing this. So if do me a favor, do Rachel a favor, take a screenshot of this episode on your device and just tag us in it. I will repost it on my channel and on Beauty and the Biohacker. Heck yeah. I don't care if there's a hundred. I will repost every single one. All right, let's do the uh, subscribe and bell notification. I got my Tibetan bowl on the ready. <laughs> you, you go for it, girl. Well, so you go. make you sure to click that subscribe button. Where is it? You got to hit the – no, we got the, we're doing the bell. Oh, and the so bell. So that you, you get sorry. notified oh, when and, we're – Wait, when, okay, let's, let's redo that. Hold on. Sorry, guys. Take two. So make sure when you're on your YouTube channel, click that subscribe button and hit that bell notification. <laughs> So you can get notified every week when we drop a new video and make sure to subscribe to our podcast and our Instagram page. We put a lot of fun content out there too. So we are, uh, we're so grateful for all of you and thank you again for joining us on this wild, wild ride. <laughs> and don't forget to get on over at speedingthebiohacker.com. Get on our newsletter. You'll see this little pop-up because we're going to be sharing well, we always share exclusive stuff through that avenue. So don't miss a beat because we all know that you guys are busy and yeah, we'll send you some information directly to your inbox when new episodes come out. So much fun hanging out with you, Rachel. I love you, girl. I love you. This is so much fun. Sorry. Okay. We hope you guys have a great rest of your week and we will catch you here next week. Bye.